We pray that as you listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heart Seas Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. Father, I just thank you for everyone that's here tonight. I thank you for this house. I thank you for everyone that, Lord, is a part of this ministry, a part of this family of Heartsease, our wonderful, awesome family. We thank you for every one of them tonight, and we thank you that we can come together and we can praise you, we can worship you, we can delight ourselves in you, Lord, because as we delight ourselves in you, you give us the desires of our hearts. And I thank you, Lord, that you're here to minister to each and every heart and life to fulfill those desires tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of more than enough. You have and you are sufficient for everything that we need. And I ask, Lord, that you will use the words that I speak tonight, that you will anoint me, that you will carry these words into the hearts and lives of each and every one tonight, that you will bring everything that you want. You will bring the change, that you will bring the healing, that you will bring the deliverance. You will bring the breakthrough through your word, Lord. Not my word, but through your word in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, Lord, for this awesome honor and opportunity of being able to stand here and just minister your word. And I thank you for your anointing tonight. I thank you for your touch. I thank you for your presence surrounding each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to turn your attention, if you will, to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Theologians tell us that this psalm was written as a result of David and his men being delivered from the lowest point of their lives. It was a time when Saul's army and Saul, all his men, had completely surrounded David. Remember at this particular time, David was running with his men from Saul. And Saul was out to take David's life. David was a threat to the family of Saul. He was a threat to the throne of Israel. Saul thought, Saul thought, but David was God's chosen king for the future. But Saul wanted to take David out. Saul was jealous of David. You know the story that when David would return from the battles, the the maidens would meet them at the gates of the city and they would dance and they would sing and they would say, as they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his tens of thousands. And Saul would hear this repeatedly. And Saul built up a jealousy. He built up an enmity against David. And at this particular time, he sought after David to take his life. And he was surrounding David. 
And David happened to be in a cave at this time with 600 men. And the story goes, the rabbins tell us that as David and his men were hiding in this cave, surrounded by the armies of Israel, Saul's army, that King Saul came into the cave to relieve himself. What happened before Saul entered the, the cave was this. God performed a miracle. He sent us, the rabbins tell us that he sent, God sent a spider. As soon as the armies and Saul's men were in the cave, he had an army of about 600 men. As soon as they had entered the cave and they hid in the depths of the cave that God sent a spider to weave a web over the face and the entrance of that cave so that when Saul came, he knew that nobody had entered that cave. What a miracle. What a miracle. So Saul, as he went in, he had to clear away the web and the cobwebs in order to get in to do what he needed to do. And you know the fulfillment of that story, that Saul went out and his army removed themselves from that area. And David and his men found that freedom, which they thought was lost. And theologians tell us that it was the lowest point of David's life. And this psalm is a result of the deliverance and the victory and the breakthrough that God had brought to David and his men. And I want to share some of these thoughts with you tonight. And it's an amazing psalm. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me, mine enemies and foes, they stumbled and they fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me on high upon a rock. Now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in, the tab- in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of mine enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of mine adversaries. For false witnesses have risen up against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart 
unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This is an amazing psalm. You can, as you, as you read it, and you, as you feel the vibrations coming from this psalm, you, you feel that spirit of victory. You feel that spirit of breakthrough. You feel and sense that spirit of rejoicing. And you know, that's just what the Lord wants you to feel tonight. He wants you not only to feel victory, but he wants you to experience victory. He not only wants you to feel breakthrough, but he wants you to experience breakthrough. He not only wants you to have the feeling of your needs met, but he wants to see and he's able to make sure that your needs are met tonight in Jesus' name. And not just one or two, but every need. That we have, because that's what my Bible says. He is able to meet every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He said, I would have lost heart. I would have, another translation said, I would have lost hope. I would have fainted. I would have become what would have become of me had I not believed. I want to just remind you tonight that Jesus is still the hope of the world. Jesus is still the hope of your situation. Jesus is still the hope of this church. Jesus is still the hope that we hold on to. It's an anchor. Our hope is anchored to a rock, and that rock, thank God, is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God. Everyone needs hope. Circumstances of life may come around us and uh, come against us and cause us to lose hope. And, and, and our hope is many times just, just maybe just hanging on to what, we're, to what we're believing for. Perhaps you've been struggling with a situation in your life, in your personal life, in your marriage, in your family in your workplace, in your physical body, in your finances, and and, and you don't feel there's any hope. I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is the hope of your situation. Jesus is the hope of 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 your life tonight in Jesus' name. Maybe you've expected breakthrough, but it hasn't come yet. It hasn't happened for you yet. You know, you feel that you're losing all sense of hope. And I want to reassure you tonight uh, that the God we serve is still a God of hope. Uh, He's uh, here tonight. He's filling this atmosphere tonight with his presence, with his glory. There's hope in this atmosphere. There's healing in this atmosphere. There's restoration in this atmosphere tonight because the God of hope is here. Can I hear an amen? Breakthrough. Breakthrough is on its way for you. As I was reading and just contemplating uh, this, this psalm, I just felt that the Lord gave me some key thoughts that I want to, to just share with you tonight. Thoughts that will guard you from giving up. Thoughts that will guard you from losing hope for your situation and for your circumstance. And the, 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 the first thought is this. David had a good confession. He had a good confession. And I believe that's key to our lives. We must 
a need to have a good confession. In, in verse 1, that says this, The Lord is, the, is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You know, David knew what it was to have a good, positive attitude. He trusted in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in his God. He trusted in the God of Israel. With all that's happening in the world and all that's coming to us through the media and, and, and through all the social media areas, you know, it can bring so much negativity into our lives. So much negativity. You know, the papers, the newspapers are just so full of negativity. They're so full of doom and gloom. You know, if you read a newspaper, 70 words are negative to only three words that are positive. 70 words are negative to only three words that are positive. But I want to tell you this. This is 100% positive. There is no negativity in this book. There is no negativity in God's word because it's a word of hope. It's a word for your future. You know, this speaks of a, a, a hopeful destiny, a hopeful future, a blessed future, a blessed destiny. Whatever you're going through, God is your source of hope. I want to encourage you tonight to be positive and have a positive confession. You know, Psalms 91 says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And it go on to say this, And I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress. He is my strong tower. He is everything that I need Him to be. You know, but David knew what it was to have a good confession. And you know, we need to change our confession. Because many times our confession are negative confessions. You know, we always go to the negative. You know, we try the negative before we go to the positive. And, and before we get to the positive, we don't feel we got any hope. We don't feel we got any peace. We're so cast down. We're so out of it. And we come at the last point and we begin to look at the positive. When God wants us to look at the positive immediately. He wants us to look to his word immediately. You know, David says, I will say of the Lord, whatever you're facing tomorrow, say of the Lord, he is your refuge. When everything is coming against you, say of the Lord, he is your strong tower. You know, when the devil tell you you're this and you're that, say of the Lord, he is your righteousness. He is everything that you desire him to be and everything that he wants you to be. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How many times do we, 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 we make known what our needs are instead of just taking them to the Lord? I believe uh, every one of us, I personally am guilty of that many times. But David says, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Is it the truth? Is it negative or is it positive? It's the most positive word that we can read. Hallelujah. That he is and always will be our shepherd. I want to tell you this. This is a blessed day. This is a day of God's favor upon your life and upon my life. I want to encourage you to have a good confession based upon the promises of God. David had a desire for 
to have a good confession. And I believe that David guarded himself from all the enemies, from all the darkness, from everything that would, could come against him because he trusted in the Lord. He had a good confession. He walked in the light of God's word. And I want to encourage you. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp under my feet. It's a light. Hallelujah. And we can walk in the light. We can, we can, we can live in the light. We can lay down in the light. We can rest in the light. We can find peace in the light. Because he is not only the light of the world, he's the prince of peace. As well as the light of the world. The second thought is this. That I believe David learned to guard himself against losing hope. David had a desire for the house of the Lord. In verse, in verse 2 it says this. One thing... I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. That will I seek. How many times do we seek to do many other things? Come on. So many other things are more important. So many other games are more important. So many, maybe, friends or family members we feel are more important than coming to the house. But David says one thing. The, do you know what that actually means? One thing, it means the first thing. It means God is first when it comes to the house. It means that God is not second place. It means David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell, dwell in the house of the Lord and inquire in his temple. You know, God wants us to dwell in his house. He wants us to live in his house. And I want to tell you this. We take his house with us. Even though we come together. We come together collectively as a, as, as a family unit. But you know we take the presence and the glory. We take it out with us. Because you and I. We are the true house. We are the true temples of the Holy Ghost. And you know. We, ha we must have that desire. To come together. To to. to to inquire of the Lord, to be blessed, to be built up, to be touched by his power, to be blessed by his word, to be strengthened by his word, to be anointed with his presence. You know, it happens in the house. I love the house of the Lord. I love his presence. God manifests himself where his people are. God loves to do that. God loves to bring his glory where people are. Because... God loves his church. He loved his church so much that he gave his life for the church. He died for the church. He gave everything. The church is his most precious thing, his most precious possession. And you are his church. You as an individual. You may look at the, the rest of those around you and think God is not including you. Yes, he's including you. You are precious to him. For the, David goes on to say, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. I want to tell you this, the church is a hiding place where we can come in. We, when, when everything's been going against us, when, when, when we feel swamped, when we feel overcome, when we feel even slightly or, or, or 
oh, greatly distressed and perplexed. We can come and we can hide in the glory and in the presence of this house. We can come and we can just be enveloped in the atmosphere of praise and worship and we can find that release. We can find that breakthrough in the house. You know, as a pastor, I love the church. You know, I get great encouragement through the church. I receive encouragement because I can only give what I've received. And you know, I find this, that I'm greatly encouraged and I know you are. You know, we go out here and we, we're sent ones to win the world, to win the lost. And it's what we hear from this pulpit, it's what we, what we sense in this atmosphere. It's what we, we, we discuss in our conversation that builds us up and strengthens us, that we can go out and invite others to come in to enjoy the same atmosphere and presence and family friendship like we do. Have a desire for the house. You know, it's amazing when we leave. Sometimes... I feel so low. I feel like I can just come under the door instead of open the door. How many feel like that many times? But oh, but when we leave, we can leave on a high note because there's hope in the house, because there's healing in the house. There's the presence of the Lord in the house. Hallelujah. You know, Paul says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, even more so as we see that day approaching. He speaks further back in that psalm that the manner of some is to forsake the house. I don't want to be part of that, the manner of some is. I want to be the one that's faithful to the house because God builds me and strengthens me and equips me, touches me, revolutionizes me when I'm in the house. I'll tell you, it's wonderful to be in the house. The third thought that will guard you from giving up is praising and thanksgiving. Praising the Lord and doing it with thanksgiving in your heart. Verse 6 says this, He said, I will offer sacrifices of joy. I will sing praises unto the Lord. Your good confession and your desire for the house is expressed in your praise and worship and in mine. Can I hear an amen to that? You know, I love a good confession. I love when I have the desire for the house and it's expressed as I worship him. I say, thank you, Lord, because it's only you that have done this. It's only you that you have given me a good confession. It's only you that have placed a desire in my heart for your house. Lord, I thank you. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Great is the Lord, David says, and greatly to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. We're continually encouraged through the Psalms, through David's words to praise the Lord. Why? Because there's victory in praise. There's breakthrough in praise. There's deliverance as we praise the Lord. He says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. You know, our richest times of praise are not when everything is honky-dory, not when everything is good, 
But our richest time of praise is when the going is tough, when everything's against us, when we don't think we're going to make it, when we see our hope being diminished, and we, 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 we choose to praise the Lord. We, 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 we choose to, to take the word of the Lord in our hearts and let it be released through our mouths. And we face every circumstance and situation that wants to take us out. We face it with praise and we face it with thanksgiving. And before we know where we are, we feel a lift. We feel a release. We feel a spring in our step. We feel the joy of the Lord welling up within us. And we feel that we can take on anything and anyone. Because there's power in praise. Never underestimate the power of praise. And I want to encourage you to do it when it's tough to do it. Do it when the devil says that's a foolish thing to do. How can you praise the Lord? How can you give thanks for when all that's happening in your life? You need to defy the the enemy and begin to praise the Lord. I have experienced this many times. You may think that pastors... Don't come under any attack. I believe pastors and leaders come under more attack than anybody because we're leading his church. And the devil hates his church and he wants to take out. He wants to knock back. He wants to knock down the leaders and the pastors of the church. But praise has brought me into victory. That's why I'm here tonight because praise works. Praise brings you out. Praise brings you into peace. Praise brings you into a wonderful feeling of of awesomeness because God has put power in praise words for you to use so that you will experience it to guard you from losing hope, from losing heart, from fainting, from giving up, from going back. Take heart tonight, David was a praiser. And I want to confess tonight that I'm a praiser too. Both hands are up. I'm a praiser too. And the fourth thought is this. It's found in verse 7 and 8. David knew how to pray. He knew how to seek his God. When you said, seek my face, my heart said, to you, your face, Lord, will I seek. Listen, you've got to have a desire in your heart to pray. You've got to get the desire in your heart to pray. And do you know where you get that desire in your heart to pray? Through coming into a relationship with the Lord every day. Through just just being conscious of his presence, being conscious that you are loved, being conscious that you are special, being conscious that you are protected every day. Being conscious of all that the Word says God is and who we are. You know, nothing will hold back the prayers. Nothing will hold back the good confession. Nothing will hold back the praise. David knew how to praise. He knew how to pray. There is power in prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Jesus spoke in Luke 18 verse 1, Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Prayer on a daily, regular basis will strengthen and increase and encourage you 
to not lose heart. Don't give up. Don't give in to doubt and discouragement or use excuses for unbelief. When prayer is not answered immediately, resist all opposition to the answer. And any suggestion of failure, it is a blood-bought right to get an answer. So don't lose heart. Pray without ceasing. David knew the secret of communicating with his God. D.L. Moody said this. He said, when I pray, things happen. When I don't pray, things don't happen. Nothing happens. Jesus said, you don't have anything because you don't ask. You don't have anything because you don't ask. You know the scripture, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Is that negative or is it positive? Hallelujah. I want to tell you this. Every time God speaks to us, it's a word of a good confession of his promise. It's a word of a good confession of truth. That God is for you. He's not against you. And as you seek his face, he will bring the breakthrough. Another scripture. Pray lest you fall into temptation. Every one of us, you know, we're, we're, we're up against temptation. We're all vulnerable to temptation. But Jesus said in the garden to his disciples, when he was praying in the garden, he said, pray lest you fall into temptation. Should I tell you something? You never fall up to temptation. You always fall down to temptation. You always fall down to negativity. But we can fall up to positivity. We can fall up to God's word. We can fall up to the truth of this word and claim it for ourselves, for our circumstance and situation. David knew how to pray. And lastly, the last thought is this. Verse 13. And this is the key thought. This is the most powerful thought of this whole, whole chapter. David says, unless I had believed, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, David had faith in his God. And it was David's faith in God that kept him and kept his hope strong that kept his courage up, that kept his strength up. It was his faith in the living God. And that's the last thought I want to bring you tonight, that David had faith. He had faith. If there's ever a day that we need faith, it's today. If there's ever a day that, you know, everything would try and alter our course and, 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 and take us back to where we've come from, to take us back to what we used to be involved in, to take us back to what we used to be bound with, it's today. But through faith in God's Word, we can overcome. Through faith in God's Word, we can be victorious every day. You know, faith is not difficult to have. It's not difficult to obtain it. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of the Lord. 
you know, when I read the word of the Lord, I hear myself reading it. And faith rises when I hear what I'm reading. And not only do we find and receive faith when we read the word, but we receive faith when it's preached from this pulpit. When it's taught from this pulpit, we receive faith. And you know, the, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. There's no other way to live. Only by faith. There's no other way into victory. Only through faith. There's no other way into freedom. There's no other way into healing. There's no other way into the blessing that you need for your life. Only through faith. Faith in the cross. Faith in the Christ of the cross. Faith in all that God has for us. All that He's wonderful. All His wonderful promises He has for us. Where does faith come from? Jesus is our faith. The Bible says that in Hebrews 11 that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's where your faith comes from. So how much do we need to focus on him? How much do we need? That's why Paul says, looking on to Jesus. When we look to him as we read his word, when we look to him as we hear his word preached, when we look to him, Faith comes to bring the breakthrough for what we need in Jesus' name. David said, I would have fainted. I would have lost heart. I would have given up unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You know, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. But with faith, we can please the Lord and we can open the hand of the Lord. We can open the heart of the Lord. We can open the windows of heaven. We can come under the spout where the glory comes out as we have faith in what his word says for your life and for my life. Can I hear an amen? Let's stand together, shall we? If if uh, Trey would come and and just play. I want to encourage you tonight to have a good confession. I want you to begin to look into the circumstance of your life, and I want you to begin to declare and confess that you will see the goodness of the Lord in your world. You will see the goodness of the Lord in your family. Keep confessing when you don't see it. Keep confessing it because the breakthrough is coming. Whatever you are facing, confess goodness over your life. Things don't have to be good in your life to turn out good. Because God turns around the bad and makes it good. God, what Satan means for evil, God turns it around for good. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Don't think you're finished. When you, when, you, when you feel that you, 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 you're overcome with all the, the lies and the, and the powers of darkness and, and everything that's surrounding your life, just you make the confession. Say of the Lord that I will see the goodness of the Lord in my world. I will see my debts cleared. I will see my healing. I will see my awesome future. I want to encourage you to change your confession 
and see the goodness of the Lord in your world. I want to pray for anyone that needs prayer tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been facing, but there may be areas in your life that you felt like giving up. You, you felt like that you can't go another step. You, you just feel overcome with circumstances. You feel as though you can't take any more. You, you feel as though you've just had it up to here. I want to pray with you tonight. I want to declare over you the goodness and the mercy and the grace of the Lord. I want to pray over you and I want to come into agreement with you that you will change your confession, that you will change your outlook, that you will change from negativity to being positive, being having a positive confession in your life. Because I want you to see And the Lord wants you to live in His goodness. He wants you to live under His goodness. He wants you to live out His goodness in every area of your life. Don't give up. Don't give up tonight. Don't give up. You're on the brink of a miracle. Don't give up. You may feel that you're all alone and and nobody cares. Nobody understands your situation. Don't give up. God cares. God loves you. And His grace... And all hope is reaching out to you tonight. In Jesus' name. I wonder while Trey is praying, I want to invite you to come forward. And I want to pray and I want our prayer team to come and pray with you tonight as well. Maybe you've got a family situation that's troubling you and and, and causing you great concern. and, And you don't seem to see any hope of any future there. Come and just confess that there is hope. Come and confess that the, the goodness of the Lord is here for you and for your family tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's come on. Let's get together and let's pray. Let's seek the Lord tonight in Jesus' name. I know that there are many that need a touch from the Lord. You need a touch in your body. You need a touch in your finances. You need a touch in your personal life. You know, there are, there are things in your personal life that you need to leave off and let go. And there are the things that are holding you back. There are the things that are holding you down. And there are the things that are suppressing your hope. There are the things that are blinding you from your future. When the Lord can deliver you and set you free tonight in the name of Jesus, will you come? Will you come? Will you come and seek the Lord tonight? Will you come and receive that touch in Jesus' name? Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. I don't want to close this time together tonight without just throwing out the lifeline. I wonder if there's someone tonight and you've lost the hope of your salvation. You've drifted back and you've left that love relationship that you once had with the Lord. And you don't feel any hope. You don't sense any hope in this area of relationship with the Lord. If that's you... Will you allow me to pray for you tonight? Will you allow me to do it? Maybe there are, there, there are those here tonight and, and, you, and you've never experienced hope. You've never come into relationship with a God of hope. I would love to pray with you tonight. If you would love to enter into that relationship tonight, I would love to pray with you. And if you would love me to pray with you, I want you to just raise your hand right now. Come on. Anyone else? Don't just raise your hand. Just come forward. Come forward if you want me to pray with you tonight. If you want to find that God of hope. If you want to have that hope restored, that relationship 
restored back tonight, I want you to slip out of your seat. Make a public declaration that from tonight on, this is my night. I declare the goodness of the Lord in my life. I declare the goodness and I want and I'm going to see the blessing of hope every day. Anyone else that you need to come tonight? In Jesus' name, Anne, would you like to come and pray for our sister tonight? Our sister is here for the first time tonight. And she's come and isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. I'm, I wonder whether we could pray this prayer together, Anne. And I want all the congregation to join in with us tonight. And listen, if you haven't come and you're embarrassed to come, that's okay. But will you join with me? Will you pray after me the prayer that I'm going to pray for you tonight? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross and shed your blood for me. And I thank you that you made it possible through the cross for me to come into a relationship with you. I thank you, Lord, that I can be forgiven. I thank you, Lord, that I can be washed. I thank you, Lord, that I can find that renewal in you through your precious blood that was shed on Calvary. And I invite you right now, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you. My future is going to be in you. My destiny is going to be through you. And I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I thank you, Lord, for bringing me here tonight. Thank you for loving me and dying for me. And I give my life totally to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we just, come on, let's, let's just clap our hands tonight. Hallelujah. You know, I have prayed the sinner's prayer literally thousands and thousands and thousands of times. I've prayed it and repeated it when I've been sitting or standing. When somebody's given the appeal, a pastor or a preacher's given an appeal for salvation, yes, we pray it, don't we? We join in. And I've prayed it audibly through a mic to thousands and thousands of people. And the more I pray it, the more I love what Jesus has done for me the more I love what he's done when he saved me. Hallelujah. So never underestimate the power of praying the sinner's prayer because we are reminded again what Jesus has done for us as he's renewing and doing something new in the ones that have responded in Jesus' name. Hey, I love you. Good to see you all in the house tonight. Go home declaring the goodness of the Lord in your life. Have a good confession. Be a praiser. Have faith in your heart and see the goodness of the Lord come through for you every day. We love you and God bless you. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. 
Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.